Good morning, everyone. How you doing? Good. My name is Pastor Ralph. For those of you who don't know me, um, as I've been greeting you on, on Sunday or seeing you, one of my little, um, what do you call that, when you have a new little slogan or a new catchphrase or a Ralphism? One of my favorite Ralphisms is you can't beat a, don't beat a dead horse to death. I, I, I invented that one. So sometimes when we greet each other, I say, hi, my name is Ralph, and I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Is that a good, that's a good way to, now, you know what I do? I wake up in the morning, I look in the mirror, you know, hair's kind of messed up, and I go, hi, my name is Ralph, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why do you do stuff like that? To remind yourself of who you are in Christ. It's good to remind yourself of who you are in Christ. God has us on a journey, and he won't let us go off of something. I want to say this before I start, that what we try to do, what I try to do, and I know what many of you try to do on a daily, uh, walking this thing out, living the Christian life day to day, it would be simple. I only want to do what the Father is saying to do. What is Father saying to do? I want to hear what Father's saying and do it. I want to speak what Father's speaking and say it. And he's reigniting. How many of you know God? God is at work in us all the time. He's at work in you even now. God is always at work in us. Amen. And in this season, he's really reigniting something. He's, he's reigniting our faith to share the gospel with others. So there are seasons and there are times. And the thing I want to do a little plug for the Rock the Lakes event is because um, there, were, there were several of us from New Hope who Saturday morning went and took class one. And, and I'm telling you, I, I've loved Jesus. Now, my, my anniversary is March of 2000. I'm sorry, March 1980. I was, in, I was sitting in a jail cell at Ellsworth Air Force Base. I don't know the date, but I know it was March because I know when I went to jail for the very first time. It's the only time I ever went to jail. <laughs> That was my first and last, hopefully. <laughs> March 1980, you received Jesus Christ into your heart and your life has changed forever. Simple act of faith, trusting God, him revealing his heart to me. 32 years ago, 32 years ago, and here's what's fun. I sat through a class on Saturday as if I had never heard the gospel before. What am I saying? I'm still hungry to know the gospel. The gospel is good news. The gospel is the gospel of the kingdom, which we will talk about in a minute. But Jesus Christ is still good news today, as if the very first moment I received him. For all of eternity, he will be good news. Good news of the message of the kingdom of Jesus Christ being king. So during worship this morning, Revelation 5, let's read it together. I'll just read it. If you don't even have to go there, just maybe soak it up. Revelation 5, verse 1. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, 
who is worthy to open the scroll to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. My eyes are watering. No one was worthy. Verse five, but one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it, as though it had been slain. Oh! having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign, and we shall reign on the earth. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Worthy is the Lamb of God who was slain. Jesus Christ. I need a napkin, please, somebody. Tissue. Oh. I won't apologize. John wept much when there was no one that was worthy to open the scroll. And here we are today, here we are today, rescued and redeemed, delivered, paid for by a price that was paid on that cross. It is a finished work. He has completed it, it is done. Jesus Christ, overcoming sin and death, conquering evil. He prevailed to op- so he could be worthy to open the seal. So here we are today, and God is reigniting. Some of these words are powerful words. He's reigniting. That means sometimes the ambers have grown cold. And not dead, they're not gone, but they just need breath. A few weeks ago, breath talked, uh, Grace talked about the breath of God that is, he breathes on us, in front of us, for intimacy with him, and he breathes behind us to send us out. Yes. To send us out. The breath of God, the very life of the Spirit of God, rivers of living water that are in us to be released, to go forth, to go out. He's alive. He's he's alive. He's not just alive on Easter Sunday morning or Resurrection Sunday. So he's alive. 
We use words like revival. Revival is the constant state of being in revival. To be revived, to be aroused, to be awakened, to be alive. Revival, we need revival. I need revival, you need revival. Awakening. Another great word is stirring. To be stirred. To be stirred. Uh, for those of you who weren't here, because I know at least a few people who weren't here, this beautiful picture that happened when Steve spoke about two weeks ago was that the, Steve and Joy were sleeping in. You know, they, you know, it's nice. They get to sleep into like 7.45 on Saturday morning. So the girls got their little routine. Four little girls, you know, and you put the little show on. We definitely did that. Give them a show. Give me an hour of peace and quiet before I gotta hit the weekend running, right? So the four girls are in the, watching TV. They, somehow the dog got, you know, left, left the kitchen door open. I've been in their house. It's, it's five feet away. And that was the day we got the windstorm, the snowstorm. There is a snowstorm happening in the kitchen. <laughs> They're upstairs sleeping. The four girls, the four girls are oblivious. That, that picture is important because God used that. He reminded us. He stirred that. So now we're out and about. We're, we're in the highways and byways. We're in the marketplace. We're in school. We're doing the kingdom stuff outside the four walls of the church where most of us live our life every day. And all of a sudden, boom, there is an opportunity and there is an open door and there is a blizzard right there. And what am I going to do? How am I going to respond? That's stirring. God's Holy Spirit stirring. Luke 9.2. Luke 9.2. He sent them, talking about Jesus Christ. My name is Ralph, and I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a message that I'll never be ashamed of. He sent them, Jesus sent them to preach the kingdom of God. To preach the kingdom of God. And to heal the sick. Luke 9, 2. And Jesus sent them, go. He sent them, go. You're going to see that this whole message could be, I told uh, Brian as we prepare for the message today, the message title is going to be called Go. It's kind of fun because Shar's last week was Go. Wasn't it Go? <laughs> different perspective, different angle. You could, we could probably talk about the word Go for many weeks. Everybody have a different angle on it. I love it. So today's message is Go, Go, Go. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Let's lay a little foundation for the, as if it was the very first time. Colossians 1.13. Colossians 1.13 says this. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Amen. Good news of the kingdom. He has delivered us from one domain. The kingdom of God is on the constant increase. God's kingdom is advancing every day. God's kingdom is growing, enlarging every day. I have a really neat book that I read, and you know we don't base everything on a book, we base, base everything on a Bible, but there are some really good books that God uses as resources. In this estimate, $200,000, 200,000 Christians a day are coming to Christ. We limit ourselves to the, our little scope. How about seven billion people on planet Earth? all the nations of the world, all the countries of the world. God is moving all over the world. 200,000 people a day. So I want you to get this thought. There is a domain of darkness 
and there is a kingdom of the Son, and everyone who hears my words today, you're either in one of them two camps. You are still a slave or a bondage to the domain of darkness, or you have been redeemed, you have been conveyed, you've been transferred, you've been bought and purchased and redeemed, rescued and delivered, and you've been taken out of that and transferred into another kingdom. That's it. You're in one domain or the other. Bob Dylan said you've got to serve somebody. You, you, there is no middle ground in this deal. And Ephesians 2 says, once I was lost did everything they did. There's no finger pointing going on here. Once I lived like this, now I've been rescued, now I live like this. There's been a revelation to my heart that what amazes me is see the reality is I was serving the devil and that comes in a lot of different degrees. But when I tell you, you didn't know me, you didn't know me when I was an 18 year old dude, but I was serving the devil. He had me. Now get this picture. A Doberman pincher, the nastiest, meanest, bar, you know, barnyard, not barnyard, a junkyard dog, right? I love this picture. Meanest, nastiest Doberman pitcher. He's got one of them collars on with the spikes. This dog will just eat you up. And he's got a ball in his hand, I mean, a ball in his mouth. So Doberman's got this ugly, nasty ball in his mouth that drools all over, and no one's going to get that ball out of his mouth, is he? And all of a sudden you see Jesus Christ take that ball and take that ball out of that Doberman's mouth. I was the ball. Jesus' hand rescued me from, from that domain of darkness. Complete control over, over my life. That is good news. But there is a reality in that. So we have been delivered. We have been set free. We've been purchased. We've been bought. And now the understanding now is it's a gospel of the kingdom. Jesus is a king. The lamb who was slain, the, the lion of Judah, the lamb of God is a king. He's a king. King of kings, Lord of lords. He is worthy to be praised. He will rule and reign forever. He's ruling and reigning right now. He's a king. He has a kingdom. The king's domain. So now I belong to the king. Used to serve the devil, 100% sold out for the devil. I've been rescued. Now I am serving Jesus. Now I live for the king. The difference, I want you to see this difference because it's important. Because when we talk about the word kingdom, Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is within us. It's within us. There are rivers of living water, the very spirit of God. God is not interested in his presence sitting in a temple of brick and mortar, is he? We are now the temple that he indwells and he loves to reside and dwell day by day, moment by moment, minute by minute. He loves being in this temple. So this kingdom is the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right here. We can release the kingdom of heaven. He told people that when, when you heal the sick, say the kingdom of heaven came near you. The kingdom of heaven just came near you. Where we go, we've been saying this for years, but it's powerful, I never want to lose it. Where you go, the king goes. Where you go, the kingdom goes. Where you go, atmospheres do change. 
Where you go, you create an atmosphere for miracles and signs and wonders. As pastors and elders this week, we asked for miracles and signs and wonders. Miracles are people getting healed, people getting jobs, people getting set free, people coming to Jesus. Signs and more signs, wonders, divine encounters with God. I know for sure that if somebody has an encounter, an experience, they taste and they see that the Lord is good, they will be transformed. They will be transformed. They will be. So now then, 2 Corinthians 5.20, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. We are now ambassadors for Christ. Now check this out, because this is so... You know, when, when you, there's a responsibility in what language you use and what you release, right? Mm-hmm. So I was working through this. I'm just going to get it out there. Jesus is talking to me, and he says to me, Ralph, I'm depending on you. Now, you know, bring that to a seminary student or a theology class. Is God really depending on me? Because he really doesn't need me, does he? Isn't he going to do it whether I drop the ball or not? Sovereignty, non-sovereignty, you know, all this stuff. No, he's speaking to me. Ralph, I'm depending on you. God's always into relationship. I'm depending on you. Now, if he's speaking that to me, that means I have a sphere, and I have influence, and I've got assignments, and I've got things he wants me to do. So I would dare say he's depending on you. God is depending on us. Now watch where we see this. 2 Corinthians verse 5, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 5.20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. As though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. I mean, is that hitting anybody? The Spirit of God in us is in us. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We are ambassadors. We are sent ones. The sent one is to go. Go, go, go. Ones who are sent, an ambassador, and you are ambassadors. I'm going to speak to every believer here. True believers are ambassadors of Christ. Ones who are sent as the highest ranking officials. You you are representatives. You are representatives. Every one of you is a representative of the king and his kingdom. We are authorized messengers. Authorized messengers. Servant messengers. Servant messengers. I'm going to use uh, something here just to highlight some neat points. Matthew 5, 13 and Matthew 5, 14 are excellent references if you want to be encouraged about who you are in Christ. You are the salt of the earth. Jesus Christ said you are the salt of the earth. So go. Go. 
You are the light of the world. So go. Go shine. Sorry, Brian. Try it again. You know I love coaching, right? Football coaching. You, you practice this, so, and then you get mad because it doesn't work properly. <laughs> Brian, you said you just got to touch it, and then I want to go back to slide one. Okay, you are the salt of the earth. Okay. John seventeen eighteen. Jesus praying to the Father. Jesus praying to the Father said, "As you sent me into the world." I also have sent them into the world. Are you confused about whether or not you have an assignment? Is anybody confused here today? Okay, good. Good, then go. Go. You are sent, you are to go. It's not an option to go. The Lord has this in my spirit. It's not an option. Americans love options. We love, we have a right to options. <laughs> Go to Wegmans and look at salad dressings. There's 765 of them. <laughs> salad dressings. You don't know how many fights Wanda and I have got into over the shopping list. Honey, you said to go get butter. When I got there, there were 17 brands of butter. We love options. We have a right to options. The great commission to go is not an option. Come on now. You know what's two? What we don't realize is when we have settled and the ambers aren't burning and we don't take opportunities and we become a dead little church going through the motions of tradition, we have a form of godliness and no power. We have no power because we have bought into the fact that all we got to do is sit around, twiddle our fingers, and we're going to heaven someday. Hallelujah! We have an assignment from the Father. As God has sent the Son, the Son sends us to go. God is reigniting this passion to go. To go. Boy, uh, you know, the pastor and his elders, the pastors and elders get a little nervous right about now because they know my personality. So if you don't want to go, don't come back next week. How about that? Imagine if you got a church of 5,000 people. If you don't want to preach the gospel, I don't want your money. Don't show up in the parking lot. You're taking up breath and air. Go away. Can you imagine? Could you imagine? How offensive the gospel can be when we get comfortable and somebody puts a little pricker on your butt and says, get up and go. Move, do something, breathe, be alive. Right? The passion is God the Father is reigniting in us the importance and the responsibility to go. To go. Matthew 28, 19 says, go. Therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
Jesus said to them, Mark 16, 15, Jesus said to them, go, go into all the world and give the good news to everyone. Give it away. Do you know the more you give away, the more you get? The more you give away, the more you get. And here's the other side of that. You, what, 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 here's the other side of that. What is the other side of that? <laughs> what you give away, you get more. And what, you can't give away what you don't have. That's it. It's in my spirit. You can't give away what you don't have. Stephen put it like this two weeks ago. He said, his fun thing was, you know, it starts spreading the news. Um, bah, 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 right? Start spreading the good news. Start spreading the good news. You know, we should have a big band orchestra, right? Start spreading the news. Bum, bum, and up, right? Start spreading the news. And he said, if you find there's no fire to spread the good news, we get on our knees and we go, God, give me, a, give me your heart for the lost, right? I'm not saying that's bad, but how about this other option? Man, God, I must have fallen out of love with you. I must have, something happened because how can I behold you how can I be in your presence and not automatically not try to work for a heart for the lost because you, it's just good news. Now I'm electric. Now, you know, I want to do an electric slide, you know, so I'm, I'm electric. I, I am filled with the Holy Ghost because you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? We are filled with the Holy Ghost. So we are filled with the Holy Ghost. Give it away. Go. Give it away. Go. You got to give it away. Go back one. Go back. Okay. This is the great commission, not the great suggestion. This is the great commission, not the great suggestion. We don't have to. There are no committees, elders meetings, uh, leadership summits to determine whether or not you must do this, whether you're qualified to do this, whether you have an option to do this or not. It's not an option. So that means we'll be responsible for it, doesn't it? That's right. Will we be responsible to steward the message of the gospel? And, and all that means for you is that he will look at you and us corporately and say, you were faithful. You were faithful. That's all I want to hear. You were faithful. You were faithful with what I asked you to do. I like, this, I like this Matthew 28, verse 19, the message. Jesus, undeterred, went right ahead and gave his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go. Go. The word commission means you have been granted authority. Authority granted. We are authorized and sent. You cannot go unless you're authorized. You can't go unless you were sent. So all confusion today, March 11, 2012, the saints of God, you are commissioned to go. You are commissioned to go. No confusion. Now what we love to do is we say, Jesus says, as you go, as you go, Preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's right. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yeah. Where we go, the kingdom comes. Right. 
Now, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. That's all he requires. Be faithful. Be faithful. In the book of Acts, I was amazed how many times, I only put three up there, but it's more than that, the words were arise and go. Arise and go. Arise and go. And I thought about this for a while. I, have, I, I love a lot of different people, a lot of different friends. And there was a quote I heard this week. Um, I wanted to give the guy credit for it. I just forgot his name. It was something like Ahab. Remember, Cheryl, this guy? Was it Ahab? Oh, it was Ahab. It wasn't the Ahab of the Bible. But it was Ahab on a teaching tape we were going through. And he said, we need to go from the floor to the door. Now check this out for me, because I meditated on this. There are a lot of cultures, even here, experiences with God, different people from different walks of life. But there's a new breed who love being on the floor. And I, might, I'm, you know, I like being on the floor. What that means is soaking. I love being in God's presence. So whether I'm on the floor, I'm bowed down, I'm, I'm pos- and, and what it means, kind of what the Lord showed me, it means intimacy with God. So however that plays out for you, go from the floor to the door. Go from intimacy with God to the door. Grace put it this way when she spoke, the breath of God in intimacy, for instance, uh, you wouldn't just walk up to a total stranger and get in their face and breathe on them, especially if you, if you had bad breath. God gets real close and he can breathe right on us and we love it because he's, that shows a sign of intimacy with God. He breathes on us. Then he gets behind us and he breathes on us and he sends us out. So intimacy from the floor to the door, go. Go. Intimacy is not just there so that you can, and, and again, um, in some of the circles I travel with, I got people get mad at me and say, well, you, so all you want to do is lie on the floor and soak? That's all you want to do? You're a soaker. Well, I'm going to tell you something. The floor is soaking wet. Why don't you go clean it? Because it's a big, giant sponge. It's all wet. And it's starting to get moldy under you. It's starting to stink under that, that soaking. Because you haven't moved in three months. You haven't done a dang thing. You know, it says, faith without works is dead. See, so it's like, and we all love our camps. I'm in the soaking camp, man. I just love soaking. I just love God's presence where I'm soaking. Woo! Yeah, I love soaking, man. Give me with the soakers. I love the soakers. I love them. I love manifesting God's presence. However it works for you. But listen, soaker, non-soaker, floor, no floor. However you get intimate with him, when you're intimate with him, he has a purpose behind that intimacy. Go. From the floor to the door. He wants to release himself. Yeah. Right? We know this by the Dead Sea. He doesn't, want dead, he, he doesn't want stagnant. He wants life flowing, releasing, going. Should be one more, Brian. No. No, it's not. Sorry. From the floor to the door. Thanks, Brian. Okay. Does everybody have their new communion yes. cup? I just, right now, because we're going to flow in something, I don't want to be interrupted. Steve, you don't even have to come up today. Oh, sorry. Oh, guess what? I, st- I took it. Yours is under the thing. I stole yours, Steve. 
I just want to make sure everybody has it. And does anybody not have one? Okay, ushers, whoever, please check now. Kristen, you need one? Was that a yawn or do you need one? Oh, Kristen needs one. I know, it was more like a, ah. I know if you were soaking or. So if you are, need one, because it's important, because I want, it's like a little time out for the communion. Now let's do a little instruction here. Um, you know, we're going to try something different today. I just want you to see how this works, because how many of us know that it's the heart that goes behind communion that matters, whether we pick a little waffle off a gold dish or open up, open up a, <laughs> Aaron's part of my fan club, the, the wafer or the waffle or whatever it is. So it's not, that's not important. We're going to peel the one thing, and you're going to have the little wafer. For those of you from a Roman Catholic background like myself, it will bring back memories, which is good. I know at the Lutheran Church they do it. And then you will have the, the thing. So we know that the body of Christ and the blood of Christ, that's what's significant and that's what's important. So everybody has one. We're going to do something here in a minute and we're going to break into small groups. We are going to do communion in groups of three and four today. Somebody within that group just has to lead the others in the sense of, you, I think we can do this. We can break bread, take communion, and as we take communion, I'm going to have four things that I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to be very holy in the sense of reverence of what we're doing. God is beautiful. He's so beautiful to me. When we take communion, it's, it's serious time. It's not screwing around time, right? Is this on my ear? Um, and then we're going to pray. I have four things I want us to pray for. So we're going to close here in a minute, but before we do that, we're going to create a little atmosphere. I got something for you. I'm going to turn the lights down a little bit. And uh, if you like to move a little bit, you know, you can, might want to get up and just kind of jive with me a little bit. So let's create a little, let's get rid of these lights, Brian. So in our teaching on Saturday, Dick remembers this, I sat next to Dick, here, this is a wild stat. Everything that I spoke to you today, you're going to remember. If I spoke for 30 minutes, you're going to remember three minutes. Isn't that amazing? We retained about 10, uh, we, about 10% of our verbal. We, that's what we retained. Now, what I want you to remember today is I got about 70 seconds, and it's a little funky. It's my style. I like being a little crazy. But how many times did I say the word go today? I said go. What I want you to remember today is go. Go, go, go. You're sent. Whether you remember that ambassador has been, has been granted authority, which you should remember that, but if you don't, I want you to go. If you remember not to come back next week because you don't want to go, then try to forget that part. <laughs> but if, you gotta, you know, if that's the only thing you remember, I won't, God bless you, I won't see you no more. But I want you to remember go. I want you to remember, go. And I want you to remember something. It's in the heart of God that you go. The fire of God is to go. It says in in Hebrews, he's an all-consuming fire. He wants you to go. As if Christ, as if God himself were being released through you to go. Compelled to go. Open eyes to see. So, this is fun. I want you to remember, go. 
If there's movers and shakers, don't let the music slow you down. Just get up and boogie and do whatever you want to do. Okay, let's hit it. This is fun. Turn it up, Brian. Go. Where's my dancer? Give the Lord a shout. We are here to go. 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 Got to give credit to Devo. Devo did that song. We are here to go. Part of the words are, if you run into a house and the house is on fire, does anybody have to tell you to go? to get out of the house. No, you're gonna go. Father, we say right now, we are here to go. We are here to go. We are here to go. And Lord, we are authorized and we are commissioned and we have been granted authority to be preachers of the kingdom of God that's within us at hand. Jesus is the king. So what we're gonna do is, Brian, I'm gonna do the last two slides. And we did a study this week at Pastors and Elders, and I'm amazed, um, I'm am- God amazes me, but this is what I love. He says he knows what we need before we ask, and then he tells us to ask. He says to ask. And I said, is that just like a little test? He said, no, Ralph, I love relationship with you. I'm all about relationship with you. So ask because I, I want to know what's in your heart. I want you to ask. Ask and you'll receive. Ask and you'll receive. So in the small group, we're going to break into small groups. Every need that we're going to do today, I'm not going to have the prayer teams come up today. That's deliberate and intentional today. When we break into small groups today, we're going to take communion. There's going to be no team. We're going to play music through the system so all the worship team can relax and enjoy communion. We're going to take communion. We're going to pray for one another. If there's anything there that you, you, know, you came and you're fighting something, pray in that small group. And then we're going to pray. So try to remember these because they're on two slides. One of them is simple. We're going to pray for opportunities. Recognize them and go. We talked about that this morning. Asking God for opportunities. Recognize them and go. We're going to pray. We're asking God for a demonstration of the kingdom. Love and power be released through us. Go. And we're also asking for kindness and boldness. Kindness and boldness. Just a a little review. We're reminded of things. Shard did a beautiful illustration last week. 
If there is somebody here that's longing to know God, a lot of times people that we know are the church in general in a broad stroke, God's here and we're kind of like pointing at them like God is pointing at you like he's angry all the time. Truth is God's in a great mood. Okay, God's in a good mood. So if this person is seeking for God, why don't we come alongside them and point them to the Father and reveal his heart and, and walk with them an invitation. Okay, kindness and boldness. You need both. And then this is my favorite because it fits into the heart of the Father that we hear and we see and we ask, we ask him for eyes to see what's around us and ears to hear what he's saying to do to go. How many of you have loved in both testimonies? See, God is so unique. There's not a formula for this. There's not like a pattern. Some of you might be thinking, you know what? Jen should have reached out her hand and touched. No, Jen did what Jen did. <coughs> Liza didn't have to close the deal. She obeyed the Holy Spirit. It's a process. We are, remember, don't, do, don't think you're going to do everything. So that, that comes with eyes to hear, eyes to see, and ears to hear what God's saying, but go. And just remind yourself that we are here to go. If you look around, you know who's here. There's a lot of people who are family here in the sense of been here for a while. I want nobody to be left out. I want us to embrace one another. About two minutes here, let's grab into like four or five small groups and take your communion. Brian, you can play the music softly so people can pray and talk. But everybody, I'm going to walk around and coach you a little bit, make sure no one's alone, and just kind of gather in a small group. And if you can break out of your own comfort zone a little bit, that would be kind of nice. You don't have to. You don't have to. But I don't want nobody alone. I don't want no two people standing alone. Like I see Ruthie and Laura, and I want them to be with good. And remember, here's what we're going to do. As you're getting in your small groups, officially the service is over right now. We're going to have a great time in the cafe, and we're going to do walking tacos, and people are going to be praying for one another. When you're done doing communion and when you're done praying for one another, you are dismissed. Have a great day. Have a great day. And go.
Feel 